Welcome to the fifth quarter sportscast. I'm Jared Judy. I'm here with Todd Corley as usual. We got a lot to get into, a lot of action, a lot of interesting games, a lot of breakdown, some uh, breaking news, some interesting uh, studs and duds selections. But uh, with that being said, let's start off with the uh, the news segment here with the cheers of the week. Um, we put out a poll, and uh, there were plenty of options to pick. Uh, we went this week with uh, Philly yet again. I, you could have went with Hertz as usual. Um, I chose Miles Sanders just because he was he had a pretty big role in that game. Uh, Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence. You could have also went with uh, Ingram since the tight end position is pretty much a dumpster. Uh, Sam Fran, you could have went with practically anybody because Tampa Bay and Tom Brady forgot to show up to that game. So it could have been the defense. It could have been, um, as Todd calls him, Big Cock Brock. <laughs> it could have been uh, McCaffrey, dealer's choice here. Uh, or our last option was Detroit and Jared Goff. And I, I put them in there just because they basically – I don't know how, but they were the favorites, which was kind of shocking. I don't know that I've ever seen the Lions as a favorite this deep into the season. But I figured, you know, they beat the division-leading Vikings, so I threw them in there. But uh, with that being said, you can uh, go off the board or you can pick something else. What you got? Well, Jared, since you asked, (laughs) I I like (laughs) Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Solid. Solid. I, uh, I I can't I can't deny. I mean that's a pretty good choice. Three hundred sixty eight yards. That's nothing to sneeze at. No yeah. interceptions and gold blocks. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's nothing to sneeze at. That's for sure. Especially when it was a game that they weren't supposed to win at all. I think I'm gonna go with. Uh, man, I don't know. I'm torn. <laughs> it's, I it's hard when Zach Wilson's not an option. It's true. I, I, it's I true. feel your, your <laughs> disgust. You're so sad. Look at the, uh, yes. you're dripping with melancholy. <laughs> I'll go with uh, Sam Fran and uh, McCaffrey just because I, I, for the simple reason of Jimmy G going down and Trevor Lawrence going or uh, Trey Lance going down, and that it's just been a revolving door. And since they got him in the building, he hasn't disappointed. And he. He does enough that even if the quarterback position isn't more than average, he can still oh, carry it. More he than can... average. I see what you did there, Jared. With I'm, I'm, Brock Purdy. I'm, I, I'm, foreshadowing. Yeah. I'm, I'm foreshadowing what's coming. Above average. I uh, didn't call him above average. Brock Purdy. No, no. I, uh, I, I go with them just because, I mean, when you upset the uh, – the, the the Super Bowl champ, the Super Bowl king, how many years in a row? Like it's it's hard to go away with him. So I'll go with them. I popped a little early. Brock Purdy got yeah. you all excited. That's right. That's right. That doesn't usually happen to me. <laughs> uh, that, no judgment. There's there's uh there's things out there for that, but no judgment. But uh now that we <laughs> yes. But now that we uh, now that we pop the top on that, <laughs> let's dive into some of the games, some of the breakdown here. Uh, we've got a lot to cover, so we can kind of breeze through some of these. But uh, let's start off with your your uh, your wheelhouse here. <clears throat> Did you get a chance to catch up on the uh, Thursday night showdown? Maker Bayfield. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I I don't really understand what's going on with the Raiders. Like they have. Phenomenal weeks the last few weeks. They were ahead 16-3, and they completely collapse and let Baker, who still has his clothes in a garbage bag at the hotel, come back and beat them 17-16. to I, I just I don't understand what's going on. Like, Devontae started hot, and then they forgot how to get him the ball. Josh Jacobs was essentially a non-factor here. I, I mean, I don't know. The Raiders are so bipolar. I just don't know what to expect. Like they put too many showings together that make it seem like they're going to be a good team, and then they let somebody like Baker Mayfield, who hasn't even really started or played a solid four quarters since what week two? <laughs> like, I don't know. Inexcusable. I mean, I honestly expected this to be a blowout. I expected the Raiders to stomp them by at least two touchdowns, if not more. And they were. Cool, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a cool game. You get the Raiders going back to L.A. 
you got like maybe 40% of the fans in the stands wearing silver and black. That's kind of cool. And that was what was interesting to me is I don't think L.A. Rams or the Chargers, I don't believe that from what I've heard, have really had a home game. Like it's always basically filled with opposing fans. So, yeah. and then there's people stabbed and shot in the in the <laughs> parking lot or in the bathroom or going down an escalator. I mean that that comes with the territory. But regardless, I mean they looked Jesus like they Christ. were they they looked like they were starting to turn a turn a corner here. And then you, you, not only did you completely collapse and implode, but you fell flat on your face to a guy who hasn't really been relevant or thrown a ball since early in the season. I mean, he was like third on the depth chart behind Sam Darnold. And I don't know. I I don't even know what to think of them anymore. I feel like this season has been so upside down. Like I can't, the teams are so inconsistent. I don't feel like this. I don't feel like you can predict what no. one team is going to do two weeks in a row. That's what's kind of nice. It's, I think I said it in one of the other episodes, but the season feels like an NFL version of NCAA March Madness with college basketball. Yeah. Where, I mean, any week, truly any week, somebody could. Well, and I, I mean, we'll, we can move on to the next game, and it'll, it'll illustrate that point even more with Detroit knocking off Minnesota. Like <laughs> – for the past, God, I don't know. I mean, I've been a Packers fan for as long as I can remember, and I don't ever remember the Lions ever being relevant at any point past, like, October. <laughs> at any point. Let alone favored to win a game or a meaningful game. And it's nice. And somehow you have a division-leading Vikings who everyone's crowned as, you know, the number two team behind Philadelphia. And you get blasted a few weeks ago by Dallas. Like you look like a, a, a JV high school team. Then you're not even in the same league. And then you show up and you get beat by Detroit. Like no offense to Detroit, but you shouldn't be getting beat by Detroit. Like that. If you're that good to run away with the division, you should be stopping people. But they uh, they put up a fight, I guess, if you want to call it that. But yeah, Detroit wins thirty-four to twenty-three. And if I, you know, luckily I, I don't waste a lot of money on betting. But if I did, I would have never bet the Lions. <laughs> like I've seen them come implode too many times. But I don't know if Dan Campbell has something going on with them up there that they, you know, the culture's changed, or if the Barry Sanders curse is still alive. I, I, I don't know. But that just goes to show your example of you know the March Madness. Like nobody would have picked the uh, the Cinderella team to beat, you know, the Vikings. Yeah, Lions, fun fact, Lions are number three in the NFC in scoring. Which the only There's only two teams with more points scored than the Detroit Lions. And that's just sad because one of them is the number one team in the conference. <laughs> yep, the Eagles. And, and the fact that the Lions are just behind them and they have just barely a 500 record, like, that Eagles just blows my mind. Yeah. And the Cowboys are the only two who yeah. put up more offense, more, Which, more points than, than the Detroit well, Lions. Well, and it's even crazy, too, because when you look at the stat line, I mean, Jared Goff had a, a pretty decent day. You know, 27 to 39, 333 uh, touchdowns. It's a pretty solid day. But then you look at Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, 31 of 41, 425 and two touchdowns. Like, that's that's pretty substantial as well. And Justin Jefferson had a pretty damn good uh, showing as well. Every week. That dude's a, that dude's so, a so then, like, if that, so where do we go here? What what happened? Did the defense just not be able to stop Detroit <laughs> at the end of the game? Because the offense was showing out like they normally do. But I, I just, man, I don't know. Well, that's the other I, side of it, too. I almost well, feel Detroit like... Detroit won this one, but the other th the points against Detroit's... The only team that's given up more more points is Arizona. Detroit's defense... If Detroit had a defense, we'd be talking about them in the same same breath as the Eagles. Well, and, and they've kind of been talking about that over the last few weeks because Minnesota doesn't seem to be as much of a powerhouse as they were early on in the season. Now, whether that's a you know, a result of the schedule and the way that goes, 
or the fact that they're being exposed and maybe they're not as high profile as everyone expected them to be. I, I don't know, because when you get embarrassed by Dallas, you get beat by Detroit. I mean, that's two games you shouldn't lose if you're that high of a team. But I I don't know. I don't know what to think of them anymore. Like, they're so bipolar. They almost kind of remind me of the NFC version of the Raiders. Like, on top of their game, and then the next game, they fall flat on their face. Yep. I don't think they got a chance at the Super Bowl, but I, in the first round of the playoffs. It'll be great. <laughs> yes. If all goes to plan, yes. I, I would love to see that. Um, but speaking of the number two scoring defense, what the hell happened at Dallas? They literally almost lost to a one-win team in Houston. Like, at one I'm point... showing. <laughs> no. And that's what I'm talking about, how it just goes again to illustrate your point of any given Sunday, and it's just a, a, a flips the league on its head every week. You, you, you basically have to expect the unexpected. Just what I was talking about earlier, Dallas trounced Minnesota but got beat by Green Bay, and Green Bay got trounced by Minnesota. But then Dallas comes back and barely squeaks a win out against Houston, a one-win team. Like I don't know how to gauge. Yeah. I don't know how to gauge these teams. Shot their wad against the Colts the week before. Yeah, he fell. <laughs> so out there, I guess. But yeah, I just I don't know what to expect of some of these teams anymore because. Like, for example, we know what the Chiefs are. We know they're going to fall behind by three touchdowns and win by two. Like, that's their mold. I don't know how they keep doing it, but that's what they do. You know the the Eagles are going to put up a minimum of 35 to 38 points almost every week, regardless of who they're playing, every week. Like, Dallas, I don't know what they are. They're so inconsistent. Minnesota, I don't know what they are. They're very inconsistent. Like We're going we're gonna to find out a lot about Dallas here in the next couple of weeks, I'll tell you that. We got Jacksonville yeah. this week coming up, followed by and Jacksonville Eagles. just and Jacksonville just smacked around Tennessee. So yeah, I'm telling you, it's gonna be fun. This week's gonna be fun. It's fun. It's fun. My team sucks. Right, your team's irrelevant. Yeah, they didn't lose last week. Good for you. Go pack. Uh, yeah, I had to laugh because uh, usually every Monday or Tuesday, if they play on Monday, uh, ESPN Madison always does the positives and negatives. And, uh, you know, what's the pros and cons? And so for positive, <laughs> I said in the message, hey, we did lose. <laughs> uh, negative, we're still last. <laughs> I mean, we're not dead last, I guess. You got Chicago behind us. But it's like, yeah, I, that, when that's where your you know, your sights are set, it's going to be a rough season. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. With the way that the – I, I again, the teams are so bipolar. Tennessee, what the hell's going on with them? I don't know what to expect on them. Like you got Derrick Henry, a freaking freight train in the backfield, and everyone has always said, whether it's fantasy, ESPN, whoever, as the game goes on, Henry gets better because crazy. these defenses get tired. They get tired of running into a brick wall all game. So as the as the game goes on, third quarter, he gets faster. He gets stronger. Fourth quarter, he's running over piles of people. He's unstoppable. Stiff I, th I, I think I heard I think I think I heard a stat where he blew up in the first half and then the entire second half he only had like two yards. Or maybe it was the fourth quarter, whatever. But he, he didn't do anything the whole second half against Jacksonville, which is completely a, 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 a complete dud compared to what you usually expect out of him. But you got to give it to Jacksonville. Like they showed up, they, uh, they sold out, they got nothing to play for, but man, Tennessee, they, they got their ass beat by their former number one receiver last week. They fired their GM and now you got blasted in the face by Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> and it was in Tennessee, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure it was in Tennessee. Sounds right. I have to take a look. I mean, my God. Like, and they're leading Kirk the division. He was possessed, man. He was. Did you see that hit that he took right on the sideline? The one where he fumbled it? Yeah. Or was that a different one? Yeah. No, when he got hit out of. Like, he turned with his back to the sideline and got 
cloud and the ball flew right into the Jacksonville yeah. guy's hand. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen him take a hit like that. That seldom I've happens. I've seen him take a couple this year, that, like earlier on in the year, where I'm like, oh, damn. Damn, he got, he got lit up. But that typically but I also saw some runs in this, this game against Jacksonville. Dude, he was throwing. He was. But you typically don't see him taking hits like that. He's the one on the giving end, not the receiving end. He runs. He does run a little. Runs a little tall, but usually it's because he can just push down the little children. He runs. He runs tall because he's what seven foot five. He's a big dude, man. (laughs) He's a freaking monster. But I just, I yeah, I was, I was very. I don't want to know if I would say impressed with Jacksonville's defense or just shocked by the sheer lack of production on Tennessee's side as far as the second half. Like, that was just, of course, we'll get into the studs and duds later, but of course, having Trevor Lawrence, I did not see that coming. I did not expect that to happen. And I also had Tennessee's defense. So that, yeah, that was a, that was a twofer. But I'm just like, I, nobody could have seen that coming. Um. Yeah, I I don't know. We'll leave it at that. I I just I don't know what to expect from some of these teams. But uh, moving on. A conquo. What? What you say? God bless you. Chagosium a conquo. Tennessee Titans tight end. I just I just love saying his name. Oh, yeah. He uh, he was about the shining star in that he game. Found the since, since yeah, it made my pickup worthwhile. <laughs> That was the only right. shining star on that that team, but uh, I played him in daily. Yeah, so did I. But we'll uh, we'll move on from those dumpsters to our last dumpster here. Oh, what the hell is going on with Tom Brady and the Bucks? Like they're they're leading that division, and they look like shit. They look horrible. At one time, I saw a picture on, I think it was Twitter or Facebook or something, with Tom Brady just, like, laying on his back, totally defeated, and you see the score in the background, 35 nothing. Like, what in the hell is going on? I've never seen him look this bad. Like, even, even when he had down years in New England, they didn't look this bad. And, of course, everyone's given all the flowers to Brock Purdy because, you know, just like uh, – <clears throat> the chip on the shoulder of Tom Brady, you know, going where he went and keeping that basically in his mind, you know, where he went in the draft his whole career for Mr. Irrelevant to come out and play on very little experience and take down one of the greatest quarterbacks. I mean, that's just going to ooze confidence for him for the rest of the season. But I, I don't know. Definitely I don't know. Tom Brady's worst game of the season. By far. That game, he had three interceptions total. It might even be the worst of his career. Like, I don't remember ever seeing him play that bad. He just has, seems like he's been off all season, and each week when you think it can't get worse, it gets worse. Two picks. His worst quarterback rating of the season by far. Like, like what's the deal? Is he? Is it the offensive line? Is it the receivers? Is it him? Like, I don't know. Or was it a combination of everything? Like, that team just – nobody seems in sync. The teams look like – it looks like a complete – mismatch of a roster and yet somehow they're leading the division which is disgusting it's a terrible division but how far can anybody actually expect them there's no way anybody expects them to do anything in the playoffs there's no way nobody except your co-host over here with the T.O. Double Dizzle how's that uh, looking how's that looking I mean they are winning the division like you said (laughs) you might have to revise that they're punching their (laughs) ticket Oh, yeah, but 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 you look at if they come up against a team like Seattle, do you think they're going to have a chance? Or Dallas? My God, Tony Pollard's going to run all over them. Micah Parsons is going to eat Tom Brady's jock. Like it's not even going to be close. Mathematically, <laughs> I don't know how it's going to work out because I'm pretty sure I I hitched my wagon to the Buccaneers and the Niners, and somehow the entire NFC East. So I don't think six teams are playing in the NFC Championship, but you never know. Yeah, it's a it's a new America. I I I think the most I don't know what's more surprising the fact that Brady and the Bucks have one of the worst division leading records right now, <laughs> and they're in the spot for a playoff spot, or the fact that the entire NFC East looks like a wagon. 
<laughs> like, I, I don't know what's more surprising at this point. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. We'll see. I mean, God knows I, I, I never thought that I would see the Redskins be relevant. That's for sure. Have, yeah. have you know, have you heard I know what you're talking about? Have you heard anything about Wentz? Like, are, is that the plan to bring him he, back? He's. I, I'm pretty sure he's activated. He is, but are they planning to actually bring him back? I mean, better not. At this point, that would be a nail in the coffin if you bring him back. Like, just, just don't, don't let him touch the field. I don't understand why you would. You only bring him back in the event that Maker Bayfield 2.0 goes down because if the other little sawed off headband wearing quarterback goes down, Wentz will step right in and take you to the Super Bowl. But you 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 don't want to just pull him. Don't screw it up. Just stay with, stay with the hot hand. Like there's chemistry with him and those guys. Wentz is unfortunately at this point, the odd man out. Don't mess with it. Like just McLaurin's relevant when Heineke's back there. Robinson looks good. Gibson looks relevant. Yeah. Just, just don't mess it up. God knows you, you, you have a lot of negativity already. Give your fans something to look forward to. But I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think, honestly, the Giants might be the weakest team in that division right now after starting hot. They've kind of started falling backwards, I feel like, with all their injuries. Until next week when they end up – they pull a 54-19 to 19 game out of their ass. It's very possible. Dude, it's literally – it's up and – it's any, any week, man. NFC's fun. Well, it's it's completely it's a dart throw every week. Every single week it's a dart throw. Like I feel like you can look at the AFC games and, and probably 60% of the time you okay, this team's going to win, they're projected to win, they're going to take care of business. And that's what happens. In the NFC you look at it and you're like, "What the heck? how did that happen?" Like it just seems like it's more of a crapshoot with the NFC. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's nice, man. It's gonna be good. It'll be good. It'll be fun. I think it'll be the playoffs will be fun. I honestly think regardless if we of get what there. If yeah. this Christmas meteor doesn't take us out. Yeah. I feel like regardless of what happens in the NFC, no one's gonna match up with any team in the AFC. Like I just don't see that happening. Unless it's maybe the Eagles, because everybody else is so damn inconsistent. Maybe the Cowboys, but nobody's consistent enough week to week for me to have faith in anybody from the NFC. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, let's move on to some uh, some breaking news here. We got a couple highlights, and then we can uh, get into some studs and duds, and maybe uh, hit some division playoff breakdown since we're about a little over three quarters of the way through the season. Uh, let's start out with the latest one. Um, Kyler, <laughs> he played. Uh, I think three snaps went down at non-contact. Um, apparently it came out, he's got an ACL, so he's done that, that you might as well just, in my opinion, put the nail in the coffin for the Cardinals as if they already weren't trending that way. Anyway, they have with Colt McCoy, they have no chance. They have no shot at this point. They're already what? Three and eight, three and nine. Oh yeah. They're, they're completely (laughs) done. They should shut it down. I mean, it didn't help that you had Colt McCoy at the backup that made, New England's defense look even better, but my God, <laughs> Kyler at least gave him a shot with being able to run. But given the fact that Colt McCoy is not a runner, you might as well hang it up. Like they're they're done. But it's I, I'll be interested to see what what route they take next year because Kyler's pretty much going to miss majority of next year with him getting hurt this late in the season. Like, do they? I don't even know who else on their roster, but do they keep Colt McCoy? Do they try to draft a, a quarterback? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what they do, but you're basically starting at square one at this point since it happened so late. They're doomed. Uh, Trace McSorley, Penn State. Okay. Yeah, well, He's I'm, sure, there. I'm sure we'll get to see that experience at some point before the season ends. Yeah, I'm sure DeAndre Hopkins is, ba- is glad he uh, is back and going, f- you know, full bore. He probably would have rather just, you know, still hit the uh, performance enhancing and just stay suspended the rest of the season. Who's more annoyed, him coming back to this or J.J. Watt coming back from multiple injuries and still <laughs> not able to get anything to show for it? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. He went from one shit show to the next. Yeah. Houston to 
Arizona. As much as I hate to say it, I think his best, most productive years were probably in Houston because at least with uh, was it Schaub that was there at the time, they went to the playoffs. Schaub, Foster, Hopkins. I mean, Hopkins is there, yeah. Yeah, they they were actually fairly decent at that time, but yeah, they're they're a dumpster. I'd be worried about my ACL if I'm out there in Arizona. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it seems like Zach Ertz. Ooh, child. Well, it seems like the ACL in general is just rampant this year. Like, I feel like there's at least a handful of guys on every single team that has issues with ACLs or some sort of knee injury. Like, I feel like it's very, very increased from last year. I mean, obviously, I don't have stats on it, but I feel like every game we're hearing at least two or three guys out. The problem is it's it's Merriam-Webster's definition of woman <laughs> and the fluidity of it of it all and the science behind the um, and I'm going to tie I'm going to tie all together here don't worry about it oh the, I can't uh, wait I'm going to connect some dots and the uh, I'll never forget old at old Kent State Dr. Bagavandos and explaining to us the pathophysiology of the increased risk of a torn ACL during a female's menstrual cycle. And that's science. That's real. You can look it up. Google it. It's real. If you're listening now, you're thinking, what the fuck? How the hell did this work its way into a football podcast? So the problem is. I feel like, I feel like Rob Schneider right now. It's a circle. (laughs) It's a a circle. (laughs) I blame, I blame the menstrual cycles and the increased risk of, Look it up. Look it I don't up. know. I don't know how the science is going to translate to this, but hey, man, I'm just a guy. I'm science just a guy doesn't lie. Here with 1.6 eyebrows. Okay. <laughs> Listen. How did you get the stats to 1.6? It's not. It's not quite half gone. <laughs> See this little strip right here. This little strip. Hey! Hi! Uh, yeah. Oh man! Oh shit! Maybelline, mm-hmm. if you're if you're listening, Todd uh, Todd Closer. wants a sponsor. I'm telling you right now, if you guys, if any of you gentlemen are at home listening to this, and you happen to be using a Phillips one blade to trim your your eyebrows or what have you, first off, don't do it. Don't don't use so much force that you pop off the attachment and expose. <laughs> The like the blade is like the jaw of life. That fucking thing will just cut every goddamn thing. It shaved <laughs> off my eyebrows with the like I don't know eight gauge steel. Like those things are nuts. But I will say that Maybelline Tattoo Studio Eyebrow Pen. If if we could get a sponsorship out of this gig from Maybelline, I'll t- I'll do pictures. I don't care. We'll go video. If one of this was a video forum. <laughs> I could have fooled my mama with that eyebrow. I had the Maybelline Tattoo Studio on there. Ooh, man. I went in public. I went in public yesterday. Yeah. 1.6 eyebrows. And I'm, I'm, you know, jotting around town like I'm, the, like I'm a fucking Kardashian. Were you giving him the people's eyebrow with that one, too? Hell <laughs> just to, yeah. Just to see if it was made more noticeable. That's right. <laughs> Oh man! I was showing it off. <laughs> the only no shame only, in my game. Like only one would. <laughs> but uh, I don't know how we're going to transition back. But to transition back to the ACLs uh, and injuries, uh, Debo. I don't know if you saw his uh, his bent backwards little circus act, whatever the heck that was. I can't believe he didn't break something. But uh, apparently he avoided a major injury. It's just a high ankle sprain, I believe. So he'll be out four to six weeks, I believe. Yeah, I did, I did see him get folded. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, at least I guess it's not a knee injury. But, I mean, even if it was, they still got that workhorse McCaffrey. So, But, yeah, he avoided a major injury. Um, did you see another one to make note of? Did you see yet another injury during pre-warm, uh, pre-game warm-ups? Did you see that with Dallas? Who was it? Curse. Oh, I <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think I saw it on Twitter to, actually. Yeah, he had to get helped off. Uh <laughs> they're already down two guys. 
Now add him to the list. He got hurt yet again. Another guy getting hurt during pregame warmups. Like how intense are these pregame warmups? I mean, you had uh, what was it, Simeon, a few weeks ago, get hurt <laughs> pregame warmups, yeah. and now you got uh, Curse. Like what is what is going on in these pregame warmups? I mean, every when I played pregame warmups were more or less just walk through. You know, just you know, get a couple. Loud hits or whatever, but you're not going full bore. It's more or less walkthroughs, man. Yeah, it's fucking stretches and shit. I mean, what, what are you guys doing? What is, this hamb- what is this hamburger hell? Dude, what the hell's going on dude, at pregame? It's it, it. It all goes back to like fucking preseason. Nobody's allowed to touch anybody anymore. Everybody's so goddamn scared of any contact or physical exertion. Then they get. Well, I'd say they get in the games, but Christ, they're not even make it to the game, and they're getting hurt. I, it's soft. It's soft. I don't have to tell you. These guys are softer than baby shit. I, I, I don't know how the hell you get hurt in pregame. I, I don't understand it. So then, so then where do we go from here? Because we already got starters not playing in preseason. Do we have the starters not going to take part in pregame either? <laughs> they're not, they're not going to take part in warmups because they might get hurt. We're just going to have the uh, second string bench get warmed up. <laughs> <laughs> you can't well. do you can't do pregame. You can't do preseason. Like you can't do the national anthem because people might kneel. Like just show up and just run out the run out of the locker room and just kick the ball off. Apparently, <laughs> right to the field and kick it off. Yeah, pretty soon they'll just have Madden simulation games. I mean, that's It'll probably safer. Nice. It's probably safer. <laughs> so we care about the player safety. May as well. <laughs> But uh, yeah. To to continue on, we got a couple uh, notable concussions. Your uh, your hero, your uh, your number one all time. My Thursday night sweet thing. <laughs> Did you see that goose egg on his head? Such. Did you see okay. that goose egg? Homeboy had a hematoma. <laughs> he got wow. the fuck out. He, he got the he got the Tua treatment slammed right on his head, and then it, he had no clue where he was at. He takes his helmet off, and I'm like, oh, my God, he's got another head growing off his head. <laughs> like, that thing looked like a golf ball. That's right. Yeah, but he's got a concussion. I, he's team three. He'll, he'll you know, d- d- wasn't it him that had that concussion water? He'll be back. He'll be fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shit. The game he actually the game he actually does something. That was his best game like, well, yeah, because all season long. Well, they said this is, I think, the first game where he actually had a lot of rushing production. He before led the that, team in rushing. Yeah. yeah, before he wasn't running. So that kind of gave he a little wrinkle. Yeah, but, three, three TDs. But then again, when you run, that's when you get your bell rung. So, yeah, and take the good with the bad, I guess. But uh, you also got uh, Kenny Pickett. Got slammed down. And he got a concussion. So now we got the uh, the old trusty backup Mitch Trubisky out there. Pride of Mentor, Ohio. Yeah, as if you know, as if the Steelers weren't struggling enough. Let's put the Bears' former starting quarterback out there. That should go well. That'll be that'll be fantastic. And, I'm uh, sure you're fine with it. I know, but yeah, I'm, I'm completely cool with that. I don't understand between the ACLs and the concussions. Like, are we just going to start using tackling dummies? Like what, what the heck is going on? Like, I don't know. And that was the thing I also kind of saw. We didn't really touch on this, but it's been a a theme all season. I feel like it's been flag after flag, after flag, after flag for BS penalties all season. And I I don't, was it this week? I don't remember. I think it was the, uh, I know it was the Dolphins, but that rough in the passer where they threw a flag on the uh, on the Dolphins. Did you see that play this week? I don't remember if it was this week, but regardless, I saw it and I was like, he basically landed on the guy and caught himself. So it wasn't it wasn't like he drove him to the ground and they threw a flag. All right. Well, then I was over at my in laws and we were watching the Browns Bengals game. And then they threw the flag on rough in the passer on the Browns. <clears throat> I don't know what's rough in the passer anymore. <laughs> Cause I saw that and I was like, Oh, what? That was rough in the passer. Okay. So we're throwing flags for everything now. And yet guys are still getting hurt at a higher clip. I feel so obviously the flags aren't really doing anything other than just providing free yards. 
They just got to protect those quarterbacks, man. The pride but still, suffers. But, but they're still getting killed, so you're not doing the job. <laughs> so the flags aren't doing it. So I, I, I don't know. I just thought that was pretty ironic because it was like we're throwing flags at a higher clip, I feel like, than ever before, and yet guys are getting injured at a higher clip than ever before. So if everything is up, then shouldn't one of them go down? I don't know. just seems like the correlation isn't making sense. <clears throat> Not that it makes sense. <laughs> uh, oh, no, man. All right. Well, let's uh, let's jump to the uh, the poll here. Let me bring it up <clears throat> for the uh, studs and duds. So for the uh, studs, we had Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, Christian McCaffrey, Patriots defense. As of right now, we got. Miles Sanders at 67%, Christian McCaffrey at 33%. I think you could easily make a case for all of them. I mean, all of them were pretty relevant, obviously. I went with Miles Sanders just because he's finally started to break out. And the fact that it's been the Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, and of late, Devonta Smith show, it's nice to finally see Miles Sanders resurrect from the dead to actually be useful because God knows he hasn't been for most of the season. But then again, I can also see you know Christian McCaffrey basically being irrelevant for the most part this year until he went to out the same friend and just jumped right in. But then we already touched on that. You know, Jalen Hurts is Jalen Hurts. He's been the same all year. Colt McCoy made the Patriots defense look like a Hall of Fame defense. <laughs> so I can see where there would be a uh, a, a you know. A vote for any of them, really, but I ended up going with Sanders. I've never been a Miles Sanders fan. I've I've always completely dismissed him. Never wanted any part of him in fantasy. But honestly, eesh, man, watching him this year, I kind of wish I had him in fantasy. God knows he'd probably be more worthwhile than some of the guys I have, or all the guys I have. Homeboy's actually looking pretty good. I don't know what it is, if it's the coaching or the scheme, but I feel like he came onto the scene really, really high. And I had him, and he did really good. And then all of a sudden, he went into purgatory for like two or three years. And just I actually forgot he was even in the league. So he's finally coming back to you know being relevant. So that's kind of that's kind of nice, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I'd take him. Yeah, I, I mean. I would possibly consider trading and you know if I if I had to redo it again and trade my pick I would probably have no problem at this point if I knew the the end game trading JT for Miles Sanders. <laughs> I mean yeah. I don't Could think I? I don't think that worked out well. But speaking of duds, week 14 cool. the uh the duds we got I have some of these <laughs> I've came across some of these at some point. Um, we got, yeah, we got Tennessee's defense, Tampa Bay defense. Um, I think they're both almost identical at that point. We got Tyler. You points if you played in fantasy. Oh, I did. Yeah, they did. Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. Um, which one was it? Which one was it? I, I was listening to it on uh, a podcast. Was it Higgins or Boyd? One of those were hurt. And they thought that they would be able to start. And then they played like two snaps and it's left the game. Higgins hamstring. Okay. And then Boyd it was Tyler Boyd that turned into Tony Gonzalez at the Pro Bowl where a football came towards his hands. I was going to say, did that, it was something with a broken, broken finger or something? Yeah, he, he, dis, <laughs> he dislocated a finger trying to do what he's paid to do. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yes. Yes. Well, that just makes Chase. Well, with the two of them down, that just makes Chase that more valuable. Which is fine for this game. Yeah, I'm sure you're not complaining. And uh, Hayden Hurst, he's still kind of beat up, isn't he? Yeah, I don't think he played this week. No, I know he was out this week, but I thought they said he might be out another week. So, I mean, regardless, right now the only guy you have is Chase, I mean, essentially. Yeah. And Mixon and P. Ryan now that Mixon's back. Yep. So hopefully, yeah. if they want to make, hopefully if they want to make a, hopefully if they want to make a deep run in postseason, they can get full health because now is when you need everybody on board because now is when the games count. And uh, I, I, I didn't even realize that. I mean, obviously, I'm an NFC guy, so I don't pay attention much to the AFC. I didn't realize that the Bengals weren't even leading that division. 
I thought they were. I didn't realize the Ravens were on top, which I don't think that's that's not going to last long because now with the Ravens being down to their third-string quarterback, I don't think that's going to work out well for them. They're not good. I mean, J.K. Dobbins came back this week, and he looked like a slow version of Ray Rice. But he was the. Uh, you know what? I actually said the exact same thing when we were watching the highlights at halftime over at my in-laws. I told my brother-in-law, I "Was like, you know, looking at him and watching him run, he looks like a smaller, slower Ray Rice." Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. It's it's not With, like without all the off-field issues. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. I didn't see any bruises on his hands or beating the shit out of any woman in an elevator. So, I mean, I guess he's got that going for him. Yeah, he's got to step up. You know, but he's slower than hell. Yeah, I, I hate the Ravens. I hate Harbaugh's. We we know how I feel about the Harbaugh family. I just don't feel like they've been that prevalent this year. Like I feel like they've struggled in a lot of their games. And that I when I heard that stat that they were leading the division, and I'm like, what, what really? Like I didn't think they were that good. And I had they to go back not, and look myself. It's a bad division, and they're not going anywhere in the playoffs. I'll tell you that. If there's no. a god. Yeah. Well, that'll wrap up the studs and duds. Let's run through the uh, division breakdown here since we're about three quarters of the way through. We don't have to do a lot of deep dive here. We can run through this pretty quick. Um, we'll start with the AFC. AFC East, we got the Bills on top at 10-3. and three. Dolphins, I feel like they're kind of starting to fall off. I mean, they're still second, but I feel like they're – starting to fall back and not being as relevant, I guess, as what we had seen earlier in the season. So I don't know how that, how that pans out. We'll find out. You got the Patriots behind them and the Jets, which, I mean, that division still looks pretty solid, even with the Jets. I mean, that defense is pretty darn good with Sauce Gardner. So I think that defense is going to carry them, even if, you know, the offense struggles. He's got uh, your white mic back up in there, baby. Yeah. Did you see that hit that he took against Buffalo where he got split in half? Uh, yeah, he's tough. Man, man, I I don't remember seeing a hit that hard since um, Ray Lewis or James Harrison. <laughs> so, I, I'm, I'm pretty I think sure I read he left that stadium in an ambulance. Like, I'm did. not kidding. He no, left he did. the game. In, he left he, the stadium in an ambulance. He did. He left, I think it was like in the second quarter or third quarter or something like that to go to the locker room, came back out, and then got knocked out again, came back in, and then left the game in an ambulance yeah. in the he, fourth I mean, after the game. Part, he, he clocked out and said, <laughs> ooh, he took an Uber. It just happened to be a fucking ambulance you know, to, to the hospital. But it's a, little, it's a little bit of a change from Zach Wilson not taking any responsibility for owning his interceptions. So Almost then what happens? Broken so what ribs. Happens? His sternum's in 18 different pieces. I'm surprised he didn't get a whiplash concussion because the way he was getting thrown around like a rag doll. But so then what do they do? Do they have to go back to Wilson? Because there's no way White's playing this week, right? I think he's playing this week, dude. I think he's playing. Jeez. Well, you know what? I'll put it this way. I don't give two shits about anybody in the AFC, specifically the Jets. Don't care about the Jets. But I'll tell you what, for as much flack as Zach Wilson and the Jets and my, you know, Mike White and all this stuff, if he suits up and goes out there and even plays a full game, even if he looks like shit, I'll give it to him. That guy's an Iron Man. For as Come much on. as he was getting thrown around like a rag doll last week to go suit up again, hey. I'll tell you what, man. He, he, he gets out there this week. I might have to ask for Santa for a number five green jersey underneath my tree because, shit, I haven't had that much respect for a Jets quarterback since Tim Tebow. Especially when you're <laughs> especially when you're just walking out there into the lion's den to just get your face beat in. Like, yeah, buddy. And, and you know it's coming. Man. But, but we'll move on to the AFC North. We kind of already touched on that. Ravens leading. Um Surprisingly, right now with with them uh, them and the Bengals, it looks like they're tied from according to Score Mobile. What I'm looking at, they're both nine and four, and then you got the Browns at five and eight, and the Steelers at five and eight. So it seems like you got both of them tied. You got two at the top, two at the bottom, and we'll we'll figure out because I know they all play each other towards the end of the season here. So we'll uh, we'll find out how that splits up. But I see the Bengals walking away with the lead on that one. They're definitely the better team for yeah. sure. Uh, the AFC South, we got the Tennessee Titans leading. I don't see how that lasts too much longer. You got Jags at five and eight, Indy at four, eight and one, Houston oh, st- one, eleven and one. 
What's that? I think they got it, man. I uh, I like the Titans. I want them to lose because I want Vrabel to go to Ohio State. Yeah, I've heard the rumors like on that. He'll, he'll actually beat Michigan, but uh, Jackson, I, it's it's I don't know. It'll be fun because Jacksonville, I think, is going to make a push. There's only what, three what three games left? Four games left. Yeah, four games, three. yeah. There's four. We're going into. I mean, Jacksonville could catch them, but I don't know what the schedules look like. But I think the probability of Jacksonville winning mm. two or even three, two or three of their next four. Jacksonville's last game is against the Titans, yeah, and that's not going to happen twice. Head to head, yeah, I don't know, man. And Jacksonville's got the Cowboys this week. Yeah, that's going to be a loss. That's, well, well I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way: it should be. It should be a loss, but God only knows with the way this season goes. Who knows? Jacksonville could win by 30. That's <laughs> right. I might, have to, might have to call Vegas and throw a few chips on that one. It's at home. Thank yeah, God. I'm, I'm not going to. <laughs> but for those that uh, you know live token on the Bitcoin edge. Points. Yes. Throw some token Bitcoin points at that thing. Peso, yeah. peso powers. <laughs> Old fucking peso powers over here is going to be. He'll be raking in the biggies. He'll be getting all of them. But uh, to uh, wrap up the NFC West, you got the Chiefs just running away with it. Uh, Charger, they're at ten and three. You got the Chargers seven and six. Raiders at five and eight, just barely above the Broncos at three and ten. It's pretty obvious the Broncos are the dumpster, but my God, Raiders aren't too far ahead. Which I honestly expected a lot more from the Raiders this year. I think everybody did with all the moves they made off the season and the way that Josh Jacobs has played for the most part all season. I, they almost have to re-sign Jacobs. They have to. Statistically, if, the Raiders, I, their win total doesn't show up. But, God, man, they, I don't understand. If they, I don't even know who their other running backs are, but if they get rid of Jacobs, you might as well forget it. Like You might as well tear that team down and start over. I mean, that guy's been a workhorse the entire season. Yeah, I don't know how many. I gotta look at Zamir White's stats, but. Well, I know he's. This is his last year, I believe, isn't it, Jacobs? Unless they franchise tag him. That's probably why he's playing so goddamn out of his mind. Yeah. Those, those contract year players are the ones you well, want. Especially, especially coming, well, especially coming from they played the hell out of him in the uh, Hall of Fame game. And everybody was like, why is he playing in the Hall of Fame game? Is he on the yeah. bubble? Is he not going to make the team? Because that typically isn't the case, but he's shelled out all season. So he either isn't going to be on the Raiders or you know, he's going to get paid one or the other. Uh, but the move to the NFC, and we'll wrap this up here. We got the Eagles, by far the best team in the conference at 12-1. and one. You got Dallas right behind him at 10-3. and three. Washington at 7-5-1 and, and the Giants at 7-5-1. It'll be interesting to see how these teams just feast on each other you know, down the stretch here. I still hope they all make the playoffs. Yeah, well, that tie really kind of throws a wrench in things here, um, especially with it being a tie in the division. <laughs> that doesn't – that just complicates things. I don't know, though. I, I think the Giants are going to be the – wasn't didn't Barkley get beat up? He got banged up a little bit in this game this past week, if I yeah, remember I right. I, I didn't see much. I, I didn't see much of that one. I didn't. I just saw highlights. I thought that the reports came out that he was banged up somehow. Nine I don't. Carries. I, I I unfortunately think I think the Giants might be the odd one out in that division. Now I think the Commanders, when they get Chase Young back, are going to start moving up. And I think if they lose Saquon, at least not full strength, they might start falling back. But we'll see. Uh, Chase Young back. It's like the. If, everybody's promise. I feel like it's the David Bakhtiari of Washington. <laughs> yeah, he's like the student loan forgiveness. <laughs> They're just going to keep fucking dangling it in front of you. It's coming. <laughs> don't worry. Next thing you know, Chase Young's pulling a fucking Andrew Luck and he's retiring. <laughs> Can't wait. He played his last down two years ago. But don't worry. It's it's fine. It's it's coming. <laughs> Chase Young's going to come. He's going to right all of our wrongs. He's <laughs> He's going to save the franchise. That's about right. God help us. God save the queen. Oh, but, well, eh, maybe. <laughs> Shit, she just died, dude. <laughs> What's wrong with you? But we, uh, we got the NFC North. We got the oh, Vikings. fuck with Meghan Markle. That's my yeah. girl. Oh, my God. Hashtag Netflix. <laughs> Jesus. This, this, we're going off the rails quick. 
You are. Right. I'm trying to stick with. I'm trying to stick with football here, and you're we trying to four countries. We got three more divisions. I'm already across the pond. <laughs> <laughs> we got the NFC North here with the Vikings at ten and three. The Lions surprisingly in second with six and seven. With Packers at five and eight, which I'm surprised they're not fourth. And then we got the Bears at three and ten. The Bears are just packing it in, like they're just God. playing for draft picks at this point. When you Justin have, Fields is trying, dude. He, he's you, trying, man. When you have no offense aside from fields what maybe 150 200 yards uh passing and then like 200 yards rushing a game and then you traded away roquan smith you traded away uh robert quinn <laughs> you traded away khalil mack a few years ago like you're just trying to tank right like i mean the bears are on a six game skid but don't count them out right because no never mind no they're done I, I was right. wait, I, would, I would love to see where you were going to try to spin that one. <laughs> I was going to try try and tie it back to the menstrual cycle and ACLs, but I think we've uh, we've covered that enough. I think. Yeah, the Bears are toast. Speaking of toast, we got the NFC South: Tampa Bay leading the division at six and seven, Panthers five and eight, Atlanta five and eight, and the Saints at four and nine. Good God, I don't even know. I I don't even want to talk about this division. It sucks. It reminds me of the NFC West years ago when Seattle hosted a playoff game. This is disgusting. You, they need to do something about it moving forward here with the new CBA, whenever that is. If you don't have a winning record, you should not be hosting a playoff game. The next best team, even if it's four teams from the same division, should should get your spot. If your whole division sucks ass, you should be booted out. Oh, man, I kind of like it. I like it, though. I like okay. I like so, hosting a okay. playoff game and coming to get beat. Although uh, Seattle actually did well that year, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they won with a losing record, didn't they? I don't I know. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure they did though. But like it's kinda cool, man. It kinda mixes Re- it up a little bit. Regardless, if they lose out It's and- kinda cool. If you if you're six and eleven and you're going into the pl- playoffs because you won your division at six and eleven, how do you think the 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 fans are going to react if a six and eleven team wins the Super Bowl. Like that's they, no. Well, they got to do something coming out because two of their games are in division, in division opponents remaining. They got the Panthers and the Falcons coming up, so some something's going to shake out there. They might not have a winning record. No, but, I, but they'll win more than six games. I don't. Uh, God, I don't know. I thought they put up more than seven points against the freaking. Uh, 49ers, but God knows we couldn't handle that either. Like, I I don't know. I don't know what to talk about. Good, but I mean, yeah, but you're freaking Tom Brady. Like, come on, you can't manage more than seven points. But I'm I'm not going to say they're not going to the NFC Championship. All I know is you might need to you might might need to recalculate this because I I don't think they're going to go as far as you think. You watch, listen, you hang your. You hang your hat on. You, you hang your hat on all that, all you want. We'll just revisit this later <laughs> in a few weeks. Listen, you, you haven't <laughs> you haven't read the the novel yet. You don't know the end of this. No, you you're right. I, coming. It's coming. I haven't. But we'll finish it up here with the NFC West. We got the Niners at nine and four, Seahawks seven and six, Cardinals four and nine, Rams four and nine. I'm actually kind of shocked. I thought the Rams were worse than four and nine. But with Baker there, chances are that very well is a possibility. I, I don't know. I don't. That division overall is not that much more impressive than the NFC South. I mean, it's the Niners and nobody else. <laughs> and the only thing really helping the Niners oh, is the fact Seahawks. that everybody sucks. Seahawks and Geno, baby. Yeah, but they've Seahawks kind of been. They've been struggling lately too, though, with this all their injuries. This week's gonna be fun, man. This week it's gonna be a good week. Seahawks. Seahawks, uh, they actually travel to San Fran this week. So Seahawks at Niners this week. Dude, yeah. there's going to be some good ones. This I is going to be a fun week for fantasy football. It's it's killing and everybody right in general. It's killing people right now because you know fans of Seattle. You saw Rashad Penny, who was lights out, go down, and then you got mm-hmm. Walker go down, who was lights out right behind him, mm-hmm. and then you had Gino, who now his weapons are starting to diminish because you got all these guys injured. It's like, all right, something's got to give. You got a next guy up, but I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'd like to see more than twenty six yards out of my lead running back, though. You know, from an NFL team, I'm not quite sure that Travis Homer has the uh, the same moxie that 
Rashad Penny and Kenneth Walker the third have, but yeah, don't count them out. Don't count them out. You think it's too low of a chance, Jared? You think it's too late? You think it's too late for the uh, Steel Transformer Chris Carson to come back? Mm, he may as well. I love that dude. He was big, baby. He was I a friggin' tank. Bags. He was a friggin' tank and filled with steel. <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't gotten a call from somebody. God knows I Seattle mean, Jesus would take Cole Beasley's back for the Bills. I mean, freaking Marshawn Lynch came out of retirement. <laughs> I wouldn't rule anything out. Yeah, Cole Beasley, he'll be he'll be useful. <laughs> you might hear about Chris Carson. We should make a bet somehow. We should be like, yeah, guess what? <laughs> twenty bucks says Chris Carson is on the NFL roster before the season's end. I'll give you twenty it's bucks. I give you twenty. I give you twenty bucks if you pick him up on your waivers. <laughs> it's coming. Is it even an option? Is he available in Yahoo? I I don't know. I'm about to find out. Him and Andrew Luck are probably both available. D D D D D D D. You heard it here first, folks. Chris Carson signed one year contract. <gasps> yeah, you can do it. You can do it. Go for you it. Can add, you can add Chris Carson. Hey, on he's your only he, team. hey he's only ranked nine hundredth. I mean, he's not. He's in the top one thousand. Like, just go. Just put a waiver in. Oh man, he's available. I would he advise available in our would, I, commissioner's cup. He's available. I would advise not too many other people to take advantage of it. But hey, if you want to, go for it. I'll wait but, till three o'clock Eastern time for him to clear waivers. So don't waste <laughs> this spot on. I don't, oh my God. I don't think you you could probably grab him about a minute before kickoff, and it still wouldn't matter. It's coming. You watch. I'm telling you right now, if I get a notification on any of the 18 sports apps I have on my phone that Chris Carson is working out for insert shitty team here, boy, Pat McAfee better suck on these nuts. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. Well, what else we got? Uh, you want to talk I about the World Cup? You want to talk about the other football? No. I got no. all my money on Constantinople. Sure. No, I was going to wrap it up here with a, I don't want to say a, a somber somber thing, but uh, oh, as, as most everybody kind of knows here uh, in the sports world, um, obviously being from the East Coast, we don't really have much exposure to them, but the news came out this morning, I believe, that Mike Leach did pass away. Uh, I didn't realize that he was only 61. I'm not 100% sure. There's been a lot of details floating around, but he uh, apparently suffered a cardiac issue, and I saw something about a stroke online. I, I don't know the details, but uh, apparently he uh, he did pass away. He was 61, like I said, but I, I feel like that guy's been around forever. Like, I don't... <laughs> I don't remember not seeing interviews about gummy bears and candy and off the wall stuff. Like that guy was just like a reporter's best friend when it came to interviews. He was like the complete opposite of a total douchebag when it came to to uh, media. To I mean, from obviously we don't know him personally, being on the East Coast, but from all of the players and. Um, stuff that's been said online it sounds like that guy was like a complete genuine like down to earth like players coach so he's definitely had a lot of impact in the college game and i know that uh on the mcafee show they were talking to uh rogers and uh graham harrell was uh back up there for a little while that you know he played for uh uh leach and then uh, i know i saw online that kingsbury also played for leach and they said you know he he just had some so much of an impact on them and they wouldn't be where they're at today if it wasn't for the type of guy he was so obviously you know he he was huge with the air raid offense you know kind of the innovator of that but he definitely played a big part in the college game and a lot of his his prospects and his philosophies you know kind of made their way into the nfl as well so obviously it's a big loss for for all sports fans but uh yeah with that being said I don't think I uh, – I don't have anything else. I don't know if you have anything. No, just, you know, tune in next week when we discuss why our wives hate us. And uh, where do we go from here? <laughs> well, with that being said, it'll wrap up another episode of the Fifth Quarter Sports Cash. You can download, rate, subscribe, review, catch up with us on uh, social media, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Fifth Q Sportscast, 5THQ Sportscast. Uh, until uh, – Till next week, 
go watch some football and uh yeah we'll catch up with you here and discuss some week 15 action next week maybe it's maybelline <laughs>